What's up, guys? This is Coach Coop here with another evening of BHB Radio. Uh, I actually have a couple familiar faces on tonight. That is scientist and researcher Gary Millett. I also have on Dr. Paul Winterton. We're actually going to do a bit of a research roundtable again. I'm going to ask some quick hitter questions, and they are going to get back to you guys with some pretty vital information that you can integrate into your own routine. Uh, tonight's topics are going to be whether ketones are good for your heart, whether ketones are good for your energy levels and athletic performance, if the average person actually needs to increase the amount of saturated fat in their diet, uh, whether or not people who have been following keto should actually be eating more carbohydrates, uh, and a whole lot more. I'm really looking forward to giving you guys some more action that you can uh, basically just take, implement into your own life. Uh, so without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Good evening, everyone. This is Coach Matt, and you are listening to Better Health and Body Radio, your source for the latest and greatest information and understanding in the world of health, nutrition, and performance, where we give you a seat at the table next to the best and the brightest minds to arm you with the information you need to optimize yourself. Join us for another exciting, thought-provoking episode of BHB Radio, starting now. Gary, Dr. Paul, thank you guys so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank Happy you, man. Here again. Nice yeah. to see you, Gary. Thanks, Paul. Same here. Yeah, the last one was great. Uh, everybody loved it. It was super informative. Um, and, and I love the quick hitter format, just kind of giving you guys some some material and, and really just getting the 411 from the experts on it. So I think it was really helpful for all of us. And uh, I, I know you guys are perpetual learners and students of the game, researchers. So I'm, I'm always excited to see what your take is on some of the latest and greatest. We are happy for this format. We love it. So to, to start off, guys, I actually wanted to talk about ketones in the heart, right? Because that seems to be maybe the, if not the, well, one of the number one kickbacks that we get when we talk about uh, keto or ketones is heart disease. You know, I've heard that sounds bad for your heart. Is that bad for your heart? And, and it seems to be a lot of uh, really more myth than anything. So a couple papers have come out recently. Uh, one of them's called Give the Heart a Ketone. It may be beneficial. Um, there's a few others that are looking at the impacts of the presence of ketones and ketone metabolism and heart disease. And uh, like many others, they actually show that there's a some positive influences that the presence of ketone, a healthy ketone metabolism can have on heart outcomes. Uh, let's start with you first, Gary. What, what's your take on that? Well, one of the things that we've we've seen, uh, Coop, in 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 our reading and our research, is that the the whole market has moved away. Uh, when we first started doing ketones, it was very much in the area that that cholesterol, fat, that's what's causing heart disease. That's what caused, you know, uh, clogged arteries and makes the heart uh, do less of its job than uh, than a low carb. I mean, a, a low fat, high carb diet. But in the recent couple of years, we're seeing a big movement away from that whole concept in that cholesterol is kind of like one of those, uh, 
if it's present on the scene, it's guilty. But we're actually seeing that the, the answer is cholesterol is on the scene to repair the damage caused by uh, glucose and carbohydrates on the, on the veins of the heart. And the other thing that we've found that I think is probably the most interesting thing to us is that when you really look into it, the heart actually prefers fatty acids and ketones way over glucose as an energy source. And the speed by which the heart uptakes ketones in and of itself in preference to glucose uh, right away would seem to indicate from, from just a anecdotal standpoint that the, the heart is really one of those organs like the brain where ketones is a, a very, very powerful and very needed uh, compound to make the heart work better. Interesting. Very interesting. And, and Dr. Paul, privately offline, we talked a little bit about how a lot of these major medical institutions are coming out um, and, and basically saying things along these lines, as well as maybe things like, like concepts that we thought we had right in the past, we got wrong. Is, is that true as well? Oh, goodness. It's the advent of high fructose corn syrup and uh, using every part of the corn kernel uh, and as we uh, saw farmers and government subsidies to dramatically decrease the cost of groceries and thus creating the, uh, the center aisle grocery store phenomenon that I love to just pound away at. When you walk up and down and you, you're seeing less and less uh, uh, signs of this is a low fat food, one that's teeming in high fructose corn syrup, but what you have is an entire generation of cardiologists at the major institutions, University of Washington, Cleveland Clinic, Mayo Clinic, Harvard, Stanford, that are all coming out in tandem right now uh, saying we had it wrong. We've had it wrong for the last 50 years. These uh, movements toward uh, uh, or movements away from foods high in saturated fats are moving toward margarine versus butter or gee that's fattening it's very clear the cardiologists are in massive apology mode uh, folks they're telling the world screaming it from the rooftops it is not the saturated fats and cholesterol that's killing our population it's the fact that they are moving toward uh, refined uh, high foods, high and uh, refined carbohydrates that have caused the significant massive inflammatory damage to the intimal linings of the coronary arteries that then leads to the heart disease. I mean, if you, if you have those coronary arteries, arteries clogging and then that, that resulting scarring attracts the cholesterol and saturated fats. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. The uh, post postmortem histological studies does show that those plaques have cholesterol and saturated fats. It's the pathogenesis of how they found their way there that are now being looked at as, oh my goodness gracious, we have been on the wrong track. Yeah. We gotta stop the massive systemic inflammation that's, that's uh, happening not only in the heart coronary artery disease, uh, but the peripheral vascular disease where people who have been pounding Pop-Tarts and Twinkies their whole life can no longer walk 
a block without a complete absence of delivery of nutrition and oxygen to their peripheral muscles because they're all, all the arteries are clogged. So uh, there's just no question we've, we've turned that corner. And I would challenge you to go up and down and, and start really noticing how you see keto on, on every store shelf now mm-hmm. because we're truly making that transition and that realization and that aha and that epiphany. In yeah. Lives. Yeah. Well, very well said. And I think, um, I, I think it was Gary actually mentioned, you know, government subsidized crops. You hit on it a bit as well. Uh, we also can sort of look at the removal of the saturated fats and like the replacement of them with PUFAs or polyunsaturated fat, uh, fatty acids in the form of these industrial seed oils and see quite a bit of inflammation coming in, in, in that way as well, you know, in, in addition to the refined carbohydrates. So yeah, very interesting. I just found it interesting how it's sort of like the opposite of what you see from outlets like the who or, you know, the, the standard American diet, uh, you know, the folks who gave us the food pyramid, it's like what we were told growing up is actually kind of sort of the opposite in, 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 in many respects, at least when it comes to heart disease. Right. Yeah. And I think the, I think the easiest thing to say is, uh, you know, the, the, uh, captain of the t- Titanic wished he, he had turned a little bit sooner. <laughs> yep. So the, uh, the other thing I think that I think that a lot of your listeners know about is is ATP, the uh, the real energy uh, of the body, the real mitochondrial energy that gets produced, whether it's through glucose or ketones or fatty acids. So, what's very interesting about that is, can you name me two organs in the body that require a highest level of ATP production than the brain or the heart? I, I would challenge anybody to name two organs that require more ATP per ounce of food than those two organs. So right away, it tells you the preferential uptake of, of why ketones and fatty acids are preferred by the heart over glucose. Interesting. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, I, I appreciate you riffing out on that. So speaking now, making a transition into the performance realm for a bit. Um, that, that was a perfect transition with, with respect to ketone utilization and tissue utilization. We're, we're actually finding, well, I had Dr. Mike T. Nelson on recently, and we were talking about how it, it really ketones, like exogenous ketones, can, can benefit anyone. You don't have to be on a strict ketogen, ketogenic diet in order to benefit from them, right? Uh, some in the athletic world have talked about this for, for quite a while, right? Um, for example, Dr. Wu says ketones, uh, this is quoting him now, ketones help the body more efficiently partition fuel by preserving glycogen for longer events and reducing lactic acid production. After exercise, uh, ketones boost muscle protein recovery when taken with carbohydrates and protein. So there seems to be this concept by which you're turning your body into a more efficient hybrid, right? And so instead of just thinking about things like endurance, for example, from a purely a robustness of the cardiopulmonary system standpoint, uh, or the amount, let's say, of slow twitch muscle fibers standpoint, um, we might want to start thinking about things from how can we impact endurance from a nutritional standpoint, because I have ketones to burn through, I have, you know, muscle glycogen and 
recently ingested glycogen to burn through. And then I also have fat, right? So what, what's your guys take on that? Let's start with uh, uh, Gary again. So I think the, the most interesting thing from my perspective is that I know that, that, that you and Paul and myself uh, enjoy and participate in a low carb diet. And, and to some degree we would, you know, in, in ketosis a lot of the time. But what is very interesting is we always keep using this term, getting fat adapted. Well, I, I think getting fat adapted is interesting, but that really means that what you're trying to do is convert your body into something that actually uh, starts lipolysis. And the fact that, that when lipolysis is started, that's really that endogenous process of creating ketones. You're, gonna, you're going to take your lipids, you're gonna convert them into triglycerides and those triglycerides are gonna ultimately turn into ketones and then be used by the body uh, subsequently. But we don't think the same applies to being ketone adapted. And I, I think I'd like to introduce that word to, uh, to us to, dis to talk about today and batter that around because what we really find out is the mito mitochondrial transporters that really transport the ketones to the brain and the heart and some of these other uh, places in the body, those don't require to be so-called fat adapted or don't require lipolysis to start. Those ketones can be taken and immediately used by the body because those transporters are used for other substances already the body uses. So what is an, what an athlete can do from a performance boost is they can almost automatically take ketones and the body recognizes that ability to transport those ketones directly into their cells and they get that feeling right away. And I can ask the two of you, because you know, we're doing the round table, the first time you really took exogenous ketones, didn't you have that sensation of their use? Uh, yeah, it, it's been with between you and me, Gary, it's become quite iconic. You know, I, I've been commuting on my bicycle for uh, 15 years, 30 miles a day from uh, my home to the hospital and back. Uh, but when you introduced me to exogenous ketones, when they became palatable about seven, eight years ago, uh, I was immediately taken with the oxidative capacity. You know, I, I was pounding as, as many Oreos and Nutter Butters and Chips Ahoy cookies at night and was just a carbaholic. And I felt justified because I rode my bicycle, but there was no question that that horrible bonk the afternoon and I would have to stop and, and pound an entire bag of potato chips to get the energy to make it the rest of the way home. The dramatic response to uh, uh, where before I was formally keto adapted uh, you know, we, we know when you burn a molecule of, of, of ketone or beta hydroxybutyrate, you make one third more uh, ATP and you consume one third less oxygen. So all of a sudden I could, I could be out on a road on my fat tire bike and traditionally being passed by these hot shots on their cycles. And one of the stretches, I remember I was riding and uh, I saw these, these group of uh, spandex clad now, hot shots on their bicycles, and I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna really put these exogenous ketones to the test 
And before you know it, they couldn't catch up with me for 10 miles. I had a, I had a, I had a sustained uh, beats per minute heart rate at 175 for 20 minutes. And this was freshly on exogenous ketones before I had formally keto adapted. And for those people who are looking to keto adapt and, and become fat adapted and the difficult difficulty with, with keto uh, flu and all of those aspects of weaning from, this is one outstanding way to transition into fat adaptation is immediately uh, peeing purple with your uh, ketone strips uh, with exogenous ketones. Your mitochondria have the ability to immediately start using this material, particularly as exogenous ketones and preparations as such. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I consider you an athlete, Dr. Paul, and uh, you know, what better way to test it out than kind of do, doing a little thinkering and then N equals one experiment, right? Which is, which is what you did. Yeah. For myself, I think it was, you know, I, I met, first met Gary and Rob at the Olympia in, I believe it was 2014 or 15. And it was, uh, you know, a friend of mine, uh, Chris Albert, who, who's introduced this kind of work to a lot of the people in the veteran community. He's also a big time, you know, health and performance guy. He's, he was like, Hey, I, I really want you to try this. And he came up and he gave me this little, this little pouch. Um, and he said, I, I, you know, I don't know if you got you know, who these guys are and they, you know, they don't have a huge boot. They're kind of off to the side, but I think they're the most innovative technology company here. And I kind of was like, huh, you know, he really doesn't say that that often. So this must be something. And uh, lo and behold, I tried it later, kind of more when I was just sitting still kind of wanting to focus and study and get a little bit of energy. And uh, boy, you know, it was <laughs> trick or treat, right? I had this little fun sized ketone <laughs> packet and <laughs> all of a sudden I had all this energy and I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's sort of, that was my introduction to it. And then after that, it was, um, you know, I, I took it out into the trenches and in the gym and on the court and, uh, you know, absolutely loved it. And, uh, anyways, I, since then it's become something, I, I look at it almost like, a somewhere between a superfood and a technology in many ways. I, I really think that yeah. it, it's very funny. You know, I'm, I, I, I do a lot of intermittent fasting and, What's very interesting is if you do intermittent fasting, you, you, you don't want to trigger the digestive system. Okay. I, I think we all know that, right? That's, that's part of that whole process mm -hmm. of keeping that calm and allowing your, your cells to go through that autophagy state, uh, you know, as, as well, as well as uh, feeling that, uh, you know, ketones being generated. That's really what intermittent fasting has a tendency to do. When you take uh, ketones during intermittent fasting, the effect is absolutely amazing. A, it doesn't begin digestion whatsoever. And B, you feel super energy during that process and you are actually helping autophagy because you, it, it supplies energy to move the, the junk out of your cells. So, I'm a big proponent of intermittent fasting for sure, but it would coupled with, with pure ketones, you're accelerating that process. Oh, ab absolutely. I mean, I think someone had put that another way to me and it was, what did they say? They were saying ketones in effect are 
a way to provide energy to your system, to your mitochondria, which fuel everything, by the way, guys listening, that, that we do from thinking to muscle firing and all the processes under the hood. Uh, ketones are a way to provide energy to your the entirety of your system without taxing the adrenal system, right? This is not something yes. that you take and, and you can kind of burn out that system. This is something that literally supplies energy in a healthy way um, to everything that you do from your immune system to your hormones, to your natural detoxification systems, your performance, your metabolism. So um, very powerful, both as a performance ergogenic and as a therapeutic, I think is the, the takeaway there. Absolutely. All right, guys. So one last quick hitter here that I'd like to touch on uh, has to do with ketones and sleep. So on one hand, we've talked about how ketones can provide an abundance of energy to fuel performance, uh, but there's another side of ketones as well, right? Kind of to the last point of how it's not taxing the adrenal system, although there are surely uh, obviously ketone, exogenous ketones with caffeine in there. Uh, there are ketones on their own without the caffeine that I actually think can help relax the system. Uh, a study uh, recently has shown that ketones can relax the nervous system and reduce anxiety by as much as a whopping 40%, which is huge, right? That is way beyond statistically significant. Um, Others in the space, uh, health professionals have also noted that they are very, what you call GABAergic, or they promote a, a relaxant effect uh, in the nervous system and promote relaxatory uh, neurotransmitters as well. Uh, Gary, we'll start with you again. Uh, do you think that ketones can help people relax and, and possibly even help them thus achieve other states of relaxation and improve them like sleep? Well, we actually uh, did that, uh, that uh, double-blind study uh, that showed ketones do, in fact, reduce anxiety by as much as 40% normal anxiety. I, I think that what I've been able to study, uh, Matt, that's significant to uh, the listener is that I believe ketones create a completely different energy wave with inside the brain than glucose. And I think that wave is... a, a is really a, a much stronger, steadier, lower uh, peaked wave. And I think what happens there is you get less excitation throughout your neurons and synaptical junction than you do with glucose. And I think that the uh, ability of the, of the brain to really utilize that, that high powered, very uh, deep, a type of energy wave helps to calm it down at the same time energize it. So I think you get kind of a dual effect with the use of ketones in the way it affects the neurons, the way it affects the synapses, the way it's utilized by the brain to generate energy yet not excited. And I think you see that in the use of ketones and the use of ketogenic diets in treating epilepsy and some of these neurological disorders that are all about excited, uh, excited brains. And I think that, that sleep is one of those things that depends on not having an excited brain. Very, very interesting. Yeah. I was, I was really looking forward to hearing what you had to say about that because it's a, uh... 
a very exciting, uh, you know, potential, if so. Uh, how about you, Dr. Winterton? Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, from a little different standpoint, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. Of course, I think the musculoskeletal system is the most important organ system in the, in the world, you know. Uh, you've got a lot of aches and pains when it comes to musculoskeletal issues, joint pain, muscle pain, either post-exercise or osteoarthritic issues. Also from an upper GI standpoint, I'm more of the school when I think about sleep, I've, I'm one of those nerds that has his Garmin watch that's managing biometrics all day long. But the coolest part of the Garmin watch is the biometrics of sleep. Now, this, this is not voodoo. Uh, it is able to document very clearly deep sleep, REM sleep, and awake time. And uh, there's absolutely no question that when I'm fully keto adapted, that when the last meal I've had is about 5.30, that's uh, some very fatty salmon, uh, my duration and quality of deep sleep and REM is dramatically different than if I'm out with some buddies uh, pounding uh, nice refined noodles at the local Italian restaurant. <laughs> uh, that sleep is dramatically affected. I mean, I've got the biometric data. I mean, we'll, I'll, I'll, sh I'll, I'll send it the next day to friends and family saying, look what, keep, look what uh, carbs have done to my sleep last night. Well, let's talk about upper GI and the effect that uh, uh, refined carbs have on uh, just uh, reflux and how that can destroy a night's sleep. Or let's talk about just general joint aches and pains. There's absolutely no question that if you are not keto adapted or moving in the direction of away from uh, refined carbs, those joints are going to ache they're going to wake you up. They're going to disturb not only your, uh, your deep sleep, but your REM. And uh, I would challenge anyone out there that does have some type of biometric technology that does monitor sleep, do your own experiments. Uh, if, if you're eating a nice fatty meal and then you're waiting until the next morning at 10, 11 to have your breakfast or brunch, and you're doing that intermittent fasting and you're keto adapted versus uh, the popcorn and uh, milk duds for the late night movie. Uh, it's, it's dramatic. And oh, those as are so one, much more fun. As one who has never <laughs> abstained, I, I, I fall off my uh, carb wagon regularly uh, just because it's carbs are fun, but uh, it, you pay the price. And uh, <laughs> although I'm 99% carb, uh, light, uh, uh, keto adapted, uh, when I'm out with friends or a family or a girlfriend, uh, you, you'll, uh, you'll see it in my biometrics, as, especially with sleep. There's absolutely unequivocally no question about that. You know, uh, Coop, one of the things that I wanted to maybe bring up to the listeners is we just recently engineered a new product that combined ketones and melatonin. And it, it, it's a very very interesting product because what we really wanted to do is take the best of both worlds and combine them. And so many preparations of melatonin either have too much or too little. And so what we were able to do is go through a, a kind of an engineering process with the ketones 
And we, I think we created the perfect blend of, of, of melatonin and ketones. And we are getting amazing reviews back from people who have had sleep disorders, who do have a trouble uh, sleeping at night. And I, I think maybe before our, our next one, if you haven't tried them, uh, either you, Paul, or you, you Matt, uh, I'd give them a try because they put you out into a deep sleep to a point where you're, you're in such a deep sleep, you almost don't dream. So it, it's really fascinating how that, that combination uh, works, but I'd, I'd challenge you to, to give that a try. And then next time we have a, a round table, let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd love to. That's, that's fascinating that, you know, they say, I guess, I guess great minds, right? It's more like you're the one <laughs> I would say that on your standpoint, I think you were even ahead of the curve. I was here just bringing up the concept and lo and behold, you guys had already jumped the gun <laughs> in a positive way. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you know, we get we get so many people. The when we did the research on how many people have trouble sleeping, it it's 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 unbelievable the percentage of of Americans that have a problem sleeping. And we wanted to we wanted to address what could they do, uh, not not even necessarily being fat adapted or keto adapted, but what could they do to create a very natural opportunity to sleep mm. that that really really affects them in a good way because basically the additional ketones is is actually helping them burn fat as they go through a sleep process so mm. it's kind of a, a dual purpose how can we how can you lose fat at the same time you get a great night's sleep so interesting that was one of the uh, things we had on our drawing board for about a year Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, the other thing that you would be doing there is, you know, because as we talked about earlier, ketones are fuel for the entire system uh, in, in the, the woo quote about, you know, skeletal muscle mass uh, tissue reparation, you know, let's say you, you were someone who worked out earlier in the day, whether you're a weekend warrior or a, all the way to a pro athlete, it, it, you would be getting additional fuel for some of those growth and repair processes of the body. Um, not just from a hormonal perspective, perspective, but a tissue damage perspective. Yeah, or or a glucose sparing uh, uh, opportunity where the uh, glucose could be used in uh, muscle building process. Yeah, yeah very interesting. Very interesting. Um, okay. Well, I think you know we we we're in a good place here. There's some there's some definite takeaways that people have with this. Right. Number one, we have a ketones, uh, both endogenously produced and exogenously produced, uh, are, are positive for the heart, uh, performance, whether that's just an everyday person doing it in the gym, like I said, all the way on a spectrum to an athlete doing it as well. Uh, and then sleep, which obviously everyone needs, uh, could, could, could sounds like possibly be an incredibly therapeutic practice to introduce there into your sleep hygiene routine. Do you guys have any additional thoughts for everyone listening at home? Uh, go ahead, Paul. Oh, well, I've, I think I've blown enough hot air. You know, we're, we're talking about, <laughs> we're, we're talking about supplements. I've, uh, I've spent a lot of time working with my patients as far as 24 seven well-being. And I've got to add just one more catch. I think melatonin is a great 
uh, natural source of sleep. Uh, certainly on the dock, ready to uh, skyrocket, is the utility of L-theanine and oral lavender, uh, mm. healthy therapeutic grade uh, oral lavender. We think about putting a little drop on your pillow and, and that's a nice aromatic influence on your sleep patterns. No, oral lavender actually has benzodiazepine-like moiety biochemistry. It's just very natural. So there are, there are some really exciting technologies coming up with uh, sleep assistants that are moving strongly away from the high-powered FDA toxicity of Ambien and mm -hmm. Ativan and mm -hmm. uh, all the big hitters. We've, uh, we've got some really good solutions about sleep. And of course, nutrition is number one uh, on, the, on the dock that will really be helpful for patients. Absolutely. Yeah. Now we can add ketones to that list as well. Uh, how about you, Gary? Do you have any parting shots before I, I let you guys go? You guys have already been incredibly generous with your time. Uh, well, thanks, Matt. I think that the more and more we, you know, exogenous ketones is really a relatively new science. And what's really impressive about that is that it seems like every single day we run across something additional that allows us to confirm the, the, the power of exogenous ketones, whether you're you know, fat adapted or not fat adapted. I really think that, that you know, your overall nutrition, if you're going to take a supplement, I can't think of a single thing that, that would benefit somebody's health and well-being and energy uh, really more than an exogenous ketone. And I think that based on the studies we talked about today, the studies we've done, and really anecdotally, the experiences you and Paul have had, and myself, that it, it just points to a very simple natural conclusion that the body's preference for exogenous ketones is it has a wide appetite. And we're just happy to be kind of on that forefront of helping people discover the multi-uses of that and how they can improve their overall health. I, I think that we're excited about pioneering that. We're excited about continuing our research on that. And we love to uh, be on your program in order to uh, let people know what we found out. Uh, well, as long as you're willing to come on, we'll, we'll you know, very happy to have you. And I appreciate you guys coming on for these research roundtables where, you know, like just like question shots, I'll line them up and you, you guys can knock them down. I think it's really helpful to flesh out these ideas for our, you know, us three here um, to maybe guide future research and applications. And I think it's really helpful for people at home to, you know, just have their own personal ex experts they can trust for these kinds of things. So, all right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Once again, this has been another amazing episode of BHB Radio. Uh, I'm thankful that I get to interview people like this uh, regularly, right, for my own reasons. And Thankfully, I get to introduce, hopefully, you guys to some some cool things and some practical research that might help your life along the way. Uh, Till next time, this has been BHB Radio. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Gary. See you, Paul.